Hot Pizza Ass. I'm your host, Erin Darling Tralva, and I'm joined today by Zach Harper, who is my forever quarantine friend and only guest on the podcast because of the quarantine. It's great to keep coming back. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good to have him. Um, but so with everything going on in the world, like I, I'm a comedian. Um, Zach works in sports media. This podcast is a lot about self-love, body positivity, comedy. But with everything going on in the world right now, I feel like there's no way that we can do the show without addressing some of these things. Um, there's probably more than we can talk about in an hour, but I'd like to kick off the show by talking about the breaking news that's occurring right now. So in Washington, D.C., there are live protests currently happening. Uh, the White House is on lockdown. Barricades are being pushed over. It's a really, really intense situation, and we just got this information as we were sitting here getting ready to do the show. Um, Zach, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you're seeing it in response to police brutality, right? Um, that's what's going on. Obviously, the George Floyd uh, murder, um, I believe her name was Breonna Taylor, um, also uh, in the South. So you're seeing Washington, D.C., Brooklyn, Atlanta, Louisville, Minneapolis. You're seeing protests. You're seeing rioting. You're seeing looting. And you're seeing a, a community that is broken down by oppression, and it's broken down um, and feeling abandoned by the police and abused by the police. And honestly, if you're not, uh, I, I, there's a lot of sentiment that if you're not speaking up against it right now, you're not being a true ally. I agree. Like, mm -hmm. I really do. And it's uncomfortable for people, but screw it. It's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes. And with everything going on, with the shape this country's in right now, um, on the wake, you know, in the wake of, of COVID and a lot of places reopening everything, this is how we reopen and this is a very real situation. It's not gonna go away tonight, it's not gonna go away tomorrow, and it takes a lot of people speaking out to help improve the situation, which is, by the way, gonna take a long time. It's not a day of tweets and then we're good. Like, this is gonna take a lot of work and everyone should be getting to work on it. Yeah, absolutely, and some of the people that are speaking out are, you know, they're facing some criticism and some heat and some people are really handling it in really great ways and using their celebrity for amazing uh, platforms for speaking opportunities um, or just to get involved. Like, did you see the, um, the stuff from Denzel Washington? Yeah. Denzel Washington intervened with um, an African-American person that was getting arrested. And apparently, I don't know details on the situation because I only saw the photos, but I, apparently there is video. But he got out of his car. He stopped, got out of his car, and talked to these people and helped this person to a certain extent, like, you know, just basically um, a situation that could have escalated and become more violent. Yeah, it was a distressed, uh, distressed black man being, I believe, questioned by a couple of police officers. Denzel saw it might not be going the way that you would want it to go, and so he intervened. He made sure to be a barrier between this person. He, he helped talk it down, and that's, I mean, that's where we are with a lot of these situations, where that's the only way to, to truly feel safe. We saw in Louisville, we see a protest, and you know, a sea of black protesters and in front of them a barrier of white people just to keep it safe. That's what it feels like it takes right now. And it's a scary time, but uh, it's a necessary time. Yeah. And then we also have Taylor Swift, who did something kind of cool. You know, I watched her documentary, Miss Americana, that came out on Netflix. It debuted in Sundance earlier this year. And she's talking about how for a lot of her career, she chose to not get into political conversations or just to kind of avoid that topic altogether uh, through the advice that she received from her record label or for people 
that uh, were involved in her business life, and she decided that she didn't want to be on the wrong side of history, and she came out and started talking about things like this, things that matter. And she used her Twitter power today, was it? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, or the was last, it night of, last night or this morning, yeah. To say to Donald Trump that she believes that he needs to not be in office and that he's going to be voted out and that what he's doing is wrong. And I think that's great that she finally is starting to like really come into her own to do that because she has so much influence, so much influence. Yeah. It's insane. And they always say, you know, um, not enough people vote or that, you know, you assume that if you live in a blue state that other people are going to vote, your vote doesn't matter. But the truth is you don't really know what's going to happen. And so it's always important to make your voice heard. Yeah, and, and what she spoke out against was the the tweet by Donald Trump, essentially advocating for the shooting of looters and rioters, right? Using, if you're looting, uh, we're shooting, which is a, a phrase that was used, I believe, in 1968 during, uh, you know, looting and rioting over uh, police brutality in Miami. And so you're using a very charged phrase. Whether he knew it or not doesn't matter. You're advocating. It caused Twitter to put a restriction and on the tweet that sent out. The White House account then sent it out, put a restriction on that. Um, it doesn't really matter what your politics are. Advocating for the shooting of citizens, regardless of the situation for, for something like that, it's not okay. Like, it's not, it, and good on her for, for finally deciding to, to step up. It's going to take a lot more than that. But it's interesting because you talk about, like, her influence. If you think about, you know, when Trump was elected, I believe 53% of white women voted for Trump. Right? Taylor Swift's a white woman. Uh, one of the problems with voting is a, we, we hear that a lot of young people don't vote, and the numbers pretty much back that up. She's got a lot of young fans, right? Not just like teenagers who can't vote. Like we're talking 18 to 29 year olds. Like she has a lot of those fans. If she's influencing just the process of voting, that's a big deal, right? Like I don't want to paint her as, as a hero for this by any means, but it's a huge step in the right direction, and hopefully other people can use their voice. To, to help support um, just improving the, the, the black community, minorities who feel attacked by this. Like, this is, this is something that really, like, this is hundreds of years of stuff mm -hmm. overflowing. Like, this is necessary. Right. And then we see some people who uh, use this as an opportunity to be contrarian. And I've seen people in my community do this, where they've been tweeting or putting information out that, wants to prove that the opposite is happening or that this is not a race issue, that it's a class issue. And race issues are class issues. Systematic oppression, systematic racism is a class issue. Like, it's, they go hand in hand. Like, it, uh, it affects the opportunities that you have, um, the family that you're born into, their opportunities, like the colleges that you get into, like all, it's all so affected by everything else that it's so hard to say that it's one or the other. No, it's both. They go together in this country. And now we're in this situation where it's all coming to a head. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it play out. People are upset. They're furious. They're desperate for change. And we're not getting change. In fact, we have Donald Trump signing some sort of weird executive order about censorship on social media platforms? Like, what is this even about? Because someone said that you shouldn't be saying this because Twitter decided to censor what you had to say? They fact-checked him. They yeah. fact-checked him.
I, I'm sorry, if information is coming from the leader of my country, I want to know that it is truthful, that it's a real fact. It's not just something that he made up or hate speech. Right, and I, and I think on top of that, it's just, it's just enough at this point, right? Like, it's, it's a situation where, um, again, like, the politics don't really matter in the sense that you shouldn't be, want to oppress humans, you shouldn't want to oppress a certain race, a certain class, whatever, and that's not really how this, com this country is built. Like, this country is built on capitalism, and it's, and it's built on, you know, the backs of people who were not volunteering to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I think in trying to turn a corner... Look, um, I think rioting sucks. I think looting is terrible. I think they're bad things. I think they're being used as distractions from the real issue here, which is police brutality and oppression. Mm -hmm. And so while I wouldn't condone rioting and looting and I want people to be safe and I don't want violence and all that, um, at a certain point, you kind of just have to shake the table. You really do. You have to flip the table over. And that's what's happening right now. And you're seeing a lot of emotion run over you're seeing a lot of emotion needing to be put out uh, because you can't keep bottling that up and black people are talking about there is a rage right now and it's understandably so and it's on everyone around them to support them and to help make that voice be louder yeah it's absolutely. literally the least we can do right and then we're seeing other things happen like uh for example madonna should we talk about this really yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, please. So Madonna is getting heat because she is trying to use her voice in this situation, but the way that she did it was by posting a video, I think, of her son um, dancing to Michael Jackson to, what is the song? I forget. Oh, I don't remember. They don't really yeah. care about us. Right, they don't really care about us. And she wrote a caption, which uh, I can read you guys if you haven't seen it. Uh, she wrote a caption that said, Brutal murder travels around the world. My son David dances to honor and pay tribute to George and his family and all acts of racism and discrimination that happen on a daily basis in America. Which, you know, she's true. She's true. She's right. Like, what she's saying is right. I think it came from a good place. But she is just getting dragged right now because people think it's insensitive. What do you think about the way that she handled this? Is this the right statement to make? Was it too much to post the video? I think it's tough because... She's clearly trying to do something that shows support. Um, mm -hmm. She's clearly trying to do something that, that you know, gives a, a different view on it, not it, from a sense of, like, here is something that I'm using to help celebrate the cause, right? Um, we saw something, something similar, not quite the same thing, but something similar in the sense of uh, Gal Gadot and a bunch of celebrities kind of got dragged for singing Imagine, right? Um, and... And when they did it, it felt very insensitive where a lot of people are saying, look, you could imagine giving some of your wealth, mm -hmm. some of your money that you've earned being a celebrity and being an actor or musician or whatever, and you could give that to the causes instead of singing a song on social media. Um, I think the tone of what Madonna tried to do is not nearly as tone deaf, right? I don't think it's quite as bad as, as what the Gal Gadot video was, but at the same time, I think it's a little hollow in the sense that when you have celebrity, when you have wealth like that, use your resources, right? Use your money to help donate to what needs to be donated. Use your, your voice and your celebrity to help get the information out there to help others. I think there's a better way to do it. I don't think she should necessarily be dragged by it, but I get why people are upset. Yeah, I completely agree with you, actually. I feel like she tried. You know, the intention was there. Right. But... 
obviously, people think that what she did was just completely out of touch with the reality of the situation. Um, but, you know, like that's the thing about social media is it's changing day by day. There are no rules. There is no, you know, HR. There's no code here on social media and how to use it, especially in times like this, right? And so, like, I did something kind of, not similar, but I remember a couple of years ago there was, like, a shooting or something that occurred, and I posted a video um, of myself at a karaoke bar. And, like, would I do that today? Absolutely not, right? But right. I, like, at the time, I just thought nothing of it, just posting myself, like, having fun. Um, but I can totally see how it could be construed as this person isn't thinking about what's going on in the world right now. And I just think that's the thing about social media is it's like this moving target, right? Like we're not really sure how to use it sometimes. And, but I do think that ultimately at the end of the day, if you have celebrity, if you have power, if you have influence, like use it to call attention or to donate money or to show the money that you've donated, to have press opportunities where you speak about stuff like this if you do really care because it's so easy to look like you don't. Right, and I think it could be tough too in the sense that at what point do you start posting things you would normally post, right? Like I struggle with that all day today. I was very active last night after uh, after the president tweeted out his ignorant tweet and, and the reaction to it and the reactions to the, you know, the violence going on in, in in Minnesota with the rioting and the looting and the protesting and everything. And, um, and I was, I was up very late, like following this angrily tweeting, checking on people in Minneapolis that I know, like, like it was, it was a frustrating night from afar. And then at a certain point you think, Oh, I kind of want to get back to the regular stuff I, I do. And so maybe you start doing that and then you're like, well, this feels dumb. I should, I should try to keep disseminating information. Right. And I do think there's a tough balance for that and and I think like I think if you know you're being true to the cause that you're supporting and you're being true to yourself I do think there's a balance but I don't know how to tell someone what that is I feel like that's a feeling that you have to have and hopefully you're in touch enough to know that like you're doing it as best you can and what's proper right and like I said that's like that's very very difficult to always know but you know I don't know if she deleted the tweet or if she kept it up but you know Hopefully, she threw some money at the cause. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Madonna can afford it. Right. There's, there's <laughs> the there's the Minnesota Freedom Fund right now. There's the the Brooklyn Bail Fund right now for what's going on in Brooklyn, literally as we speak. Um, I'm sure there are funds for all the other cities. Go on social media, find the ones that clearly are are heading in the right direction. If you can donate, if you can't, retweet it, spread the information. Whether you have five followers or five hundred thousand followers, that stuff helps. Yes. And another cool suggestion. If you don't know what to post on your feed, post it in your stories. Share it with people where they can see stuff. Retweet other people's things that say something eloquently, articulately, or they have the information at hand. You know, make it easy for people to, to, to digest coming from a different source if you maybe don't know how to approach the topic or you feel like it's a challenging situation or you're afraid of getting dragged, you know? Like, whatever it is, like, use someone else's words and let them say it for you. Just share it, share it, put it out there. And I think that's a great point too because often I've, I've seen, look, we're trying to let you know what our experience is, right? The black community is trying to let, the, let us know like this is what we feel, this is how we're in fear every day, this is what that feels like. 
I don't have to be able to relate to that. I don't have to be able to know what that means. I just have to listen to it. Like, just listen when people are telling you what oppression feels like and you don't really mm-hmm. face that. Listen. It's not hard. You don't have to have a, well, yeah, but what about this? Forget about the whataboutisms. Like, that's so stupid. Just listen. Be a helping hand. Be, uh, be someone that, that can be a sounding board for other people as they get that frustration out and as they try to educate you on what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we talk about Amy Cooper? Sure. Yes, this is another story that kind of <laughs> oh, kicked boy. off a lot of this stuff. Right. So, so much has happened this week. So much. And one of the first things, the first big stories of the week was Amy Cooper, who is a person who is in the park, if you guys aren't aware, <laughs> in Central Park in New York. And uh, there was a man that was bird watching, an African-American named Christian Cooper. And basically, he asked her to put her dog on a leash. What resulted was a video recording of her lashing out, handling the situation crazily, and calling the cops while being filmed, and basically faking an assault, uh, claiming that this person was assaulting or threatening her and her dog. The whole thing was horrifying to watch. Um, Will Smith, I think, said a quote earlier this week about everything that's been going on, saying that racism isn't changing, uh, it's being filmed which makes it so much worse. Uh, It's like people, I don't understand if someone is filming you and you're just, and then she comes out and says she's not racist. Yeah, I kind of feel like you are. Okay, yeah. You know what, Amy Cooper, I'm not going to call you a racist. (laughs) I'm not going to be on here and say Amy Cooper is a racist. I'm not going to say that. Your behavior, though, is exhibiting the behavior of a racist. When you're saying, I'm going to call the cops and tell them an African-American is harassing me and assaulting me, that's racist. That's it. That's just how it is. And especially days later, it might have even been the next day when you see what happens to George Floyd in Minneapolis. That's that's essentially what you were calling upon. And it's lying. Right. It's it's putting someone in such an awful situation where they could get hurt, compromise their safety, they could possibly die if the cops come out and investigate the situation. And then there was this woman who, I'm so sorry, I forget her name right now, but I think she's running for a district attorney position in New York. And she commented on the situation in a series of tweets that were really, really interesting because she's like, I've worked in the court system and I've seen how these phone calls are used as evidence. If there is no other evidence, if no one was on the scene, if there are no witnesses, if there's no video camera footage, um, in this case there was, but she's like, this is very, very important because that can be used to, to put someone away, to lock someone up, to set a bail higher than their family can afford and put them in a precarious situation where now they accept a plea deal and admit to doing something that didn't even happen. And this is dangerous. It's happening because, all the time. Because you didn't want to put your dog on a leash. I know, that too. That's like, ridiculous. Think about that. Your dog should be on a leash anyway. Like That's why you did it. And something that I saw... The next day, as, as Chuck Cooper was identified, uh, hey, this guy, I believe, went to Harvard, and this, he does this for, I think, Marvel Cinema or something like that, right? Like, he, he's, he's a very accomplished person. Um, something that I saw was basically people giving his resume, oh, this is the person you're afraid of, right? And on one level, I can respect that because, like, look how ridiculous you are. On another level, and this is a sentiment I saw from plenty of people on social media, you shouldn't have to give a resume to why you shouldn't be harassed whether you're black, Latino, what doesn't matter. Like, 
that guy doesn't need a resume to not be threatened with police brutality. Right. From her. Like, that's, it doesn't, he can be a good person, a regular person. It doesn't matter. That shouldn't be used. Mm-hmm. And I did, and it's just like, that's, and then you see what happens in Minneapolis. That's, that's why. Yeah. One million percent. And then I also saw people that were talking about the fact that um, it was upsetting that people were more upset about the dog, how the dog was treated in the video than the person, right? right? And I have a theory on this. Okay. Uh, my theory on this is the reason why people were very upset about the dog is because they saw what was happening with the dog in the video and they had that visual. It makes it easier for people to just like connect the dots, right? Than what would happen in an implied situation if the cops did get there and hurts a human being. We don't see that part on film. And so I think that when people see the violence, they empathize with whatever they see the violence toward. Like that dog was getting yanked around and, you know, it was yelping. There was a part where I was worried it was going to snap its neck. And then it's so funny because the next day then we see this an- another video, you know, the video of George Floyd with the officer with his knee on his neck. And that, of course, like people freak out about that because they're seeing it happen. They're right. seeing the words, the reaction that this person is having in their last moments of life as they're being brutally taken down over something also like ridiculous. A counterfeit $20 bill. A counterfeit $20 bill. Which, the, which even the shop owner in Minneapolis said, look, we, like, if we get one of these, we call the cops and it's not necessarily a crime. We're trying to figure out where did this come from because often you might not know you had a counterfeit $20 bill on you, right? Money is exchanged. Money is, uh, is circulated in a way that if it didn't get caught before and you got it as change, you got it as something, like you may not know you have it. And so they're doing it to get an actual investigation of, oh, where did this bill come from? It's not, hey, you're a criminal necessarily. It's where did this come from? And it resulted in death. It resulted in murder. Yeah. Man, it's been such a crazy week. It's even hard even to talk about these things because that's there is no clear solution. Like people are at the point where we're resorting to violence, you know, violence for violence, which I don't think is the way that we can handle this, but what else can people do when their voices aren't being heard? You're going to raise your voice, you know. And now we're not at a conversation, we're at a scream. You know, America is at a scream. Like, we are on the brink of what feels like a civil war. This is bad. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you, you see what it took to get, I believe his name is Derek Chauvin, was the, the cop who murdered George Floyd. You see what it took to get him taken into custody today. It took buildings mm-hmm. burning, people getting tear gas, people getting rubber bullets shot at them. Um, it took days of protests and eventually you know, rioting and looting just to get him taken into custody. And then something that happened right before we came on is the, 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 official, the health official said that there is no real evidence that he died from the brutality. It was just kind of like his health plus some of the, the confrontation, the physical confrontation. He didn't die of natural causes. He died no. because he had, his, he had his neck knelt on for minutes, 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 and minutes after he was, he was gone and they couldn't find a pulse. That's what he, and so you, even then, you get the officer taken into custody, you get charges brought up, and it's still not good enough because it's not, it's, it's not even close to, to what happened or justice yet. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous, by the way. If you have pre-existing conditions, if you are unhealthy in some sort of way, you shouldn't have to explain that right. to the cop that should maybe just be having a conversation with you. Maybe 
they put you in handcuffs. They don't need to resort to this type of brutality where your life is in danger, where you're threatened like that. Especially where you're screaming, I can't breathe. Like, what are we doing? It's, it's just disgusting. And, and this, is where we, this is where we are, right? This is where we are and everything. It's, it's not funny, funny, but like, it's, like we had such a different show plan today I know. Like, and then and it just felt that like it's this is supposed to be a comedy show and it and it felt like i mean you called the audible like right before just like yeah we can't do any of that stuff yeah i mean there was a lot of other stuff we wanted to talk about you know i did stand up for the first time in two months you know there's we had a sports segment planned right which i mean i guess we could do but we could do it at some I don't point know. sure yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know we can do it. We'll do it later. Um, yeah, let's yeah. do it another time. But yeah, it's yeah, like, and that's and that's the funny thing, right? Like that, it's this is what it should be. It should be okay. We can put everything else on hold and deal with this. And again, said this earlier, but I'm a 38 year old straight white man. I haven't dealt with oppression, like I just haven't, and I can recognize the privilege and I can recognize all that. And it's not my job to necessarily you know, um, ignore this. It's not my, it's not my place to just not be an ally. Like to be an ally, you have to, if anything, I was actually this morning kind of discussing with myself that I haven't been more vocal about this stuff in the past. And you realize like there's a breaking point for everyone. This country seems to be at a breaking point right now. And I feel in a similar spot and we should talk about this. We should be honest about this. We should be honest about everything that's going on and not just spin it to be like, well, everything will be okay. Well, it'll pass. No, it's not going to. Yeah. This is what it this is what it's been for hundreds of years. Right. And uh me as a Mexican American woman, um I know that because of the way that I look, I have not been on the receiving end of oppression either. So I also feel responsibility because this affects, you know, family members that I have in in ways that it won't affect me, you know. I'm one generation away from well, that's a whole nother episode, really, story. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I feel a responsibility to talk about this and to say something and to, if this is the platform that we have, then this is the platform that we have. Hopefully next week it will be a much different show. But if it's not, it's because this is still going on and this is still prevalent. And, um, and yeah, I, don't, I just don't know how you watch it, watch what's going on, and you're not disgusted. And I and, – the thing that drives me craziest about what was happening today, and I, I was very aggressive and very um, probably rude in the way I was tweeting, but I don't, I don't care at this point. Like, you had a lot of people say, yeah, but the rioting and the looting, it's like, okay, but what about the police brutality? Yeah, what about the lives that have been lost? Right, like, let's, I, I agree, rioting's bad, looting's bad, I don't want to see these buildings burnt down. There's insurance. You can't get insurance to bring someone's life back, and so, um, yeah, let's just keep it on the real main issues. That's okay. what I wanted to focus on. So I have a question. There was an, a story that I kind of missed and I saw a video of it briefly, but maybe you know more about it than I do. Yes. Did you see the video of what was happening at Target? There was a Target and there was, it looks like there was tear gas and um, someone in a wheelchair and maybe someone that was stabbing people. I kind of missed this story. I saw a video, but with no context. Do so, you know what happened? So I have a, I have a, a general outline of what happened okay. is that a woman who was anti-protesters and let's just say didn't seem to like a certain shade of protester um, was 
at, was blocking this this area where protesters could come through into the target and stabbing at them. And with what? Like with I, a knife? I, a knife or a blade or so, something, right? And so she got, I don't know, a fire extinguisher unleashed on her and stuff and got got moved away. And so she was being interviewed um, on either a video for social media or maybe it was the actual news. I, I don't know. But she was essentially talking like she was a, like she had just been through a war, right? Like she, it was very dramatic and everything. And then I believe I saw a video later on of her getting up out of the wheelchair and walking around. So it's not even that she was a, a she was like not able-bodied. Like she could, she, I saw her walk. I saw a video of her walking. So like that's the kind of craziness of people who want to then be activists against what's going on. And I, and I get it. Like if you want to stop the rioting and the looting from happening, don't attack the rioters and the looters. Help build a barrier between them. and Because we had very peaceful protests going on in Minneapolis and in St. Paul yesterday. And then eventually tear gas canisters got, got fired at them. Rubber bullets got fired. You had their videos of, of police cars driving by and just spraying, just spraying mace and into the, like at people who are not doing anything. Like I'm not saying it's safe or it's easier, but like be that barrier. Okay. So no, this whole, I'm seeing a theme, you know, with, with that, with the way that protesters are being treated and with what's going on with the social media and the executive order, I just feel like we're moving into like this time of, of censorship of unprotected, not protecting free speech you should be able to protest. You should be able to speak your mind on social media you, without fear of censorship because someone is deciding that, well, that's a complicated issue. Right. That's not exactly what I mean. What I mean is <laughs> what's happening is just so overwhelming in terms of what the direction that we're moving toward and what you can or can't do and like these people aren't in the wrong like they should be able to do this they should be able to gather they should be able to express their feelings and their frustrations yeah protesting is not a crime yeah it's not it's literally written into the constitution that you can do this on many many different ways yes you, you have the right to assemble you have the right to speak your mind like it's all in there go ahead and read it it's great it's a great document help me um articulate what i was trying to say about the censorship <laughs> Um, I mean, I think that there's, I think, look, it's a very overwhelming time right now, yeah. right? And there's a lot going on in the sense that, just, I mean, as we were, the hour, it, you know, before we we're setting up and we're preparing for the show and everything, the hour, like, so many things happen, right? And yeah. so I think to find a way to wrap your head around it and speak your mind in a semi-intelligent way and feel like you're a good voice and feel like you're, you're being helpful in this, um, Look, it can get to a point where you're having some missteps and everything, but what you don't want to feel like is that you can't speak your mind, that you can't be sensitive to this, right? Or that you will be sensitive to this. Like, you don't want to feel like that stuff's happening. And I think a lot of people are feeling like they're getting shot down verbally um, if, if they start speaking and they say the wrong thing or they don't have all the information mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Like, I think that's kind of the fear in doing so. Yeah, I literally feel like people are starting to feel like they're just not being heard. Yeah, I mean, that was, look, the sentiment that I saw throughout the last few days of social media, black people do not feel hurt. And they don't feel empathized for or sympathized for. Like, they don't feel any of that overall. They feel it within their community, but they want to feel it from every community because, by the way, that's what it should be. That's what the country is supposed to be. That's, what, that's the ideal that we claim to have. Mm -hmm. We should actually live that.
what is, in your opinion, the worst thing that occurred this week? Let's include the pandemic too, the ongoing. That's the thing. I forgot we had a pandemic. I forgot too. Mass. Like that's how insane. That, I mean, it's got it's got to be the murder. Like right. I mean, it's. I feel like everything kind of centers around this these horrific these horrific losses and, um, and yeah, like I I just think that because of that seems to be the 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 really galvanizing moment of the week and and it's and it should be it's a tragic thing it's um i guess i this even sounds like a horrible thing to say but like luckily ca caught on video in a very clear way to where there mm -hmm. couldn't be any and even then it's not leading to the justice that it should lead to right and so that's the example right we have clear video of a man being murdered by a cop and three other cops looking on and we're still and we still don't feel like that's going to move towards justice for that crime What's going to happen with the other cops? Are they considered complicit in this, or they should be? I mean, it's their job. Look, so I was talking to um, one of our podcast listeners is a is a police officer in the South, and I and talked to him briefly today, and he said that look, there there are a lot of slogans and signs out there that say a thousand good cops plus ten bad cops. If those thousand good cops aren't policing the ten bad cops, then you have a thousand and ten bad cops. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's something to that. And I was asking him, look, is this a fair way to assess almost the fraternal nature of a police precinct? And he said that is a real problem uh, with what a lot of police officers, police officers, especially young police officers who don't have any real pull that they face in terms of being able. And he said, look, for him, he's he's lucky enough that he can speak out or he can act in that situation but there are a lot of aren't and that shows you just how bad the system is if that feels like too much for you to do mm -hmm. and so yeah i think the other three police officers are complicit i think there are crimes that are attached to them not stepping in um just like there would be like they're an accessory if they were, if to they the were crime. regular civilians yeah exactly and i and i don't know that they've been identified but um yeah they should have something brought their way mm -hmm. absolutely yeah we saw it there on on video Absolutely. Yeah. How do you think 50 years in the future we're going to look back at this week? Do you think this week is going to be remembered for another week in the pandemic? Or do you think this is going to be a significant cultural historical moment in terms of what's been going on in this country and the race issues? Ideally, this will be a week that we look at as a turning point. Sadly, I don't know that I trust that to be the the case. Um, you just look at the history, right? We've had these moments. We had these moments. I mean, there were there was information being given out last night and this morning to protesters. Don't bring your phones. Cover your face. Take away any you know um, you know cover your tattoos. Uh, if you have you know distinct piercings that may identify, like cover all this stuff. Take those out. Whatever, right? Because we've seen information from uh, the protests in Ferguson years ago, right? A lot of those protesters, or a good number of them, all of a sudden had mysterious deaths. What? Yeah, like they're like that happens. That stuff happens, and so I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I don't know that it's gonna happen here. I hope it doesn't. But that was the information being given out. That may have been a very that area kind of thing, but that information was was being passed around today, like real news articles on the passing of certain people as a part of the person protest. And so I would like to believe. 
yes, this will be a seminal moment in this country and a turning point in this country, but it feels a little naive to actually to actually believe it. So what's it actually going to take for change to occur? I don't I don't know. I wish I had an answer. I don't know. I mean, continuing to speak out, continuing to act out, continuing to support. This week does feel different to me. Um, I feel like the climate, the cultural, political climate, does feel significantly uh, different to me compared to last week and other weeks during the pandemic where we saw other instances of racism and, and violence against minorities for sure. But, you know, and also like the, the protesting at the White House, you know, the White House being in lockdown, that to me feels significant. Like something is wrong. And I feel like we're on the brink of something. I don't know if this specific week will be the week that we remember looking back in history, but I think it's coming. I think it's coming and I think it's, it's overdue. And I really, really to God hope that there is some change. I mean, it's, it's wild to think like a week ago, you and I were literally discussing what this is going to feel like and read like in the history books. Right. And it was like, all right, is this going to be like the depression of the 30s, right? Like, this is going to be another great depression. And now it's like, it's not just a financial hit and obviously a health hit in this country. Like, it might be a cultural depression. Or it might be a cultural beacon of light, right? Like, it, like, it might be this thing of like, yeah, that's the day we, we made, we made a, a step in the right direction. But it feels like whenever there's a step forward, multiple steps backward. Yeah. I think the keys here, the keys to growth here are accountability, how important that is for everyone. Everyone should be held accountable for murder, for, you know, falsifying an event and calling the cops, which could honestly lead to brutality or to murder. I think that, like you said, every celebrity that has spoken out, that has said something, that has taken a stand and, and really put their voice and, or their power behind this, Please come back and do this in September. Please come back and do this in November. Like, don't forget about this, you know? I really hope that they come out and that they really remind their audiences and the people that pay attention to what they're saying and that respect them, like the Taylor Swifts of this world, you know, the people that have a lot of younger people that they're influencing, come out and vote. Don't forget about these things that are happening. And that's the thing that we forget about things so quickly. It's like the news cycles 24-7. There's always something else going on. I just really hope that we don't forget and that what we feel, how we're feeling today, is reflected in our voting and yeah. in our actions. And everyone is an ally. Everyone should be an ally when it comes to police brutality, to, to violence against humans. Oppression. Oppression. Yeah. Systematic racism. And if you don't feel it, you've been on the benefiting end. Yeah. Um Trevon Edwards is someone I podcast with, someone I work with, someone I know really well. Um, he had a great tweet today. Is like, white privilege doesn't mean that your life has been easy. It just means that your hard life is not caused by your skin color. Mm -hmm. And it's true, right? Like, it's that's that's the best way that I think I can describe that or pass that that on is through what he said. And um, look, and this is the thing that drives me crazy too is you'll get a lot of like, oh, I don't really want to talk about politics. Racism isn't politics. It's not. It's a civil right. It is a mm -hmm. ci it's just basic humanity, right? Mm -hmm. Talking about that as basic humanity. 
when so if someone's talking about racism and and a person says, oh, I don't want to talk politics, let them know you're not talking politics because a lot of people just want to stick their head in the sand uh, because that's convenient and it's easy and it's the most comfortable thing to do, but it's it's one of the worst things you can do. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I mean, I don't really know. I don't think we should do the rest of the show. I agree. Like we have, man, we had such a fun show planned. We'll do it next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll do it next week. Like we had such a fun show planned, but um, and you know, you guys know Aaron's super funny, and she had a lot of good stuff, and it just doesn't feel. It feels weird to. Yeah. And I, and I don't know when you feel like comfortable going back to regular stuff, but like it just doesn't feel like right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for tuning into this. Um, it's a very different episode of Pop Pizza Ass yeah. Live. But thank you guys for tuning in regardless. I appreciate it. And um, I hope this conversation, this platform did something for you tonight or maybe helped you experience something. Maybe something good. Just be an ally. Just be an ally. Thank you. I'm Erin Darling Prelva. This is Zach Harper.